2: Here we go, here we go Here
1: we go, here we go This is it This is Top Flight Time Machine I am Andy Hotbody Dawson Pow, pow,
2: pow I'm Sam Nisty Delaney So what?
1: It's yet another episode of the Pinocchio Odyssey Or Pinocchio um, I, I, I did watch the film all the way through And there's two pronunciations of it and Different characters it in, in different ways mm. In the film So there's no definitive pronunciation um, Maybe there's a page on Reddit That discusses it And comes up with a solution I don't know All sorts are on Reddit um, there might be a top five time machine page on Reddit. Who knows? I haven't looked. Um, so yeah, uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio is in a show. Uh, Stromboli is the uh, is the man behind the show, and Honest John has fixed it up. Um, and Pinocchio is the puppet without strings. Well, I'm now reading from the Wikipedia page mm. because uh, I think that's probably the best way to get through this. Um, he becomes the star of the show. After initially falling over and everyone laughing at him um, and then Stromboli obviously realises there's money to be made with this fucker uh, he wants to hang on to him Um many crickets fucked off in the huff because Pinocchio didn't listen to him and um, I think Pinocchio says he's going to go home and tell his dad about what a big success he is yeah. and Stromboli goes fuck that and he puts him in a cage
2: he, yeah he starts laughing doesn't he Stromboli
1: yeah I mean, jump in at any point, Sam, if I'm missing any,
2: any Well, I'd detail. like to know what you thought. Tell us about Stromboli, because he's quite a character, isn't he?
1: You tell me about Stromboli.
2: Well, he's a big, fat Italian <laughs> guy, right? Yeah. And he's really angry and exploitative. <laughs> yeah. And he he sees quite rightly. I mean, he's got a keen eye for business, because he can see. Of course, Pinocchio's going to be worth a few quid. I mean, he's, mm. he's an extraordinary fucking character. He does the famous song, I've Got No Strings, doesn't he? That's what he's done, yeah. and the audience have gone fucking mad. And and Pinocchio's, like, so naive and idiotic. He's like, thank you so much, Mr. Stromboli, blah, blah, blah.
1: Right and what I like
2: is, is that when Stromboli realises that Pinocchio thinks he's allowed to go home, he starts, he switches from sort of pidgin English, because he dogs in Italian, I like that, that doesn't he, yeah. uh, that suddenly when he goes into a rage, he starts just fucking talking in machine gun Italian. He yeah. sort of goes back to his native tongue. And I don't understand anything that he's saying, but it just sounds really funny because he's so it's, fucking angry really with angry. Pinocchio. For Pinocchio having I mean, the temerity to think that he still has his own freedom.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's and like, no, I, good- I own you. And does and it- we're we're led to understand that, Honest John has basically sold him, although we don't see that transaction, do we? I don't think. Mm.
1: Well, don't, we don't, but then there's, we see Honest John celebrating shortly afterwards, so there's obviously...
2: Yeah, he's, but there's some money's changed hands. Occurred. Yeah. But, the thing about um, Honest John is, like all these guys, he's always looking for the fast buck. He doesn't think long-term. Mm. Like If he wanted to think long-term, if he wanted to think scalable like the modern entrepreneur does, he thinks, right, I've got Pinocchio. I'm not going to sell him on for a fast buck. that be his buck. agent. Yeah, I'll be his agent or I will start up a rival show to Stromboli's and mm. it will be better because I've got this sentient fucking puppet right and that's better than any marionette and I will be on easy street forever potentially mm-hmm. I could turn this into a franchise who knows but instead Honest John is just like oh I'll just sell him and it'll give me my beer money and a bit of gambling money yeah. for the day
1: but we've we've been told obviously that Honest John is pretty stupid because Honest John picks up Pinocchio's book and tries to read it but he's holding it upside down yeah, so yeah. that shows you what what a prick is really he is. It? There are
2: people in life who, you know, the, these kind of characters, and this character is an, of Honest John is an archetype, which, like I say, has been... I'm not saying he was the first. I'm sure some clever cunt will say, will give me numerous Shakespearean examples, right? But the sort of the wise guy, let's say. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Someone, someone with charm and charisma who lives on his wits And he's always got his eye on the main chance, right? So I said in the last episode, you're talking Top Cat, you're talking (laughs) Bilko, you're talking Del Boy, you're talking Arthur Daly, the list goes on. But they are a classic comic character. Because although they're dodgy, all of those people, they're always up to no good. They've always got their eye on the main chance. Somehow we love them. That's why they're such popular characters. Because the only way that people like that can actually get by is by virtue of some sort of innate charisma that, yeah. uh, that allows you to love them despite mm. the fact that everything they do seems selfish and immoral and mm. uh and honest john to me is just like the, the fucking almost perfection as those goats go although he's only really a minor character in this film he i just think they do it they write it and it's performed so fucking well that it just combines all those things. You kind of root for Honest John, even though he's a massive cunt. Effect- effectively, he is a... I mean, he's hes someone who, sell, who kidnaps and then sells on children. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's like nothing lower than that, is there?
1: You, like you said before, I'll be sorry, I wasn't paying complete attention I was looking to see if there's any episodes of Top Cat on YouTube. Right. But it doesn't seem to be. Um, yeah, like you said before, this is a film about uh, child exploitation and child trafficking.
2: Yeah, and that's it's- what makes it so scary. I mean, I was talking to Len about it only this morning because I recently learned that there is a live-action um, Pinocchio in production, mm. right? And it's got... Uh, who is it from Key & Peel playing Honest John? I cannot remember which one. The, the taller one from Key & Peel. Anyway. Right. Uh, the one who isn't the director of Get Out, etc. Anyway, um, I was sitting there and then oh, that'll be scary. And I said, to be honest, mate, I said, Pinocchio, the animated one, is scary. And i went, oh, it'll be scarier in live action. And I said, but I said, I'm not joking when I say Pinocchio is probably one of the scariest films ever. Because, mm. uh, and the, the reason is, you know, there are horror films people talk about. But you go into a horror film as an adult being told, this is a film designed to scare you. Do you know what I mean? In a yeah. way, I don't agree with films having the, announcing their own categories. Because like, a film will say, this is a comedy. And I'm a bit like, I'll be the fucking judge of that. It's a story. Will it make me laugh? We'll see. And similarly, they go, this is a horror. So you're going to be scared, right? But Pinocchio is supposed to be a children's film. And I'm not joking at all here. When you see it as a kid, it is traumatic because your worst fears are all there right yeah yeah It paints a picture and i saw this when i was very young and it paints a picture of a cruel and dangerous world that outside the safety of your front door right if you're lucky enough to have safety within your own home Mm -hmm. the world is full of predators right yeah predators who will take you away who will sell you who will manipulate you who will beat you because stromboli is pretty violent you know and and that's what the world is. The world is a scary place, and grown ups are all bastards who will be who will be prey. Who will treat you as their prey? And um, the most obscene things happen: kidnap, slavery, and as we'll get on to, eventually, you know, um, what would you call it? Uh, human trafficking to yeah, yeah. pleasure island. To pleasure island. Because just as you think, just to move <laughs> it on a bit, just as you think things can't get any worse for pinocchio right honest john has tricked him and kidnapped him now he's mm-hmm. in a fucking cage right that stromboli has locked him in you think things cannot get any worse fast forward a bit right because he even he does get rescued by the weird fairy character that turned him into a boy in the first place right yeah. she rescues him from stromboli's i think
1: she rescues him from the cage and releases him and asks yeah, him what he Yeah, but she says, this is he, your,
2: like, I'm not going to do this again. Yeah, yeah, because he starts you lying and that's
1: when his nose grows, isn't it? Which isn't really important. People the talk, talk about nose the
2: nose grows. so much, don't they? But um, yeah. it's really such a minor part of this. It, it was like the thing that people became obsessed with off of this film. Like, So whoever's made this film, and I think, despite the fact that I do think it is traumatising for a child to watch... Very disturbing and sort of very psychedelic in parts as well, especially when they get to Pleasure Island. You're like, What the? fuck? this is fucking madness. Like, you would never be allowed to put this as a film for kids now, right?
1: It's this is what I've I've got some notes here, and I think I put in the notes. This is not a kids' film. There's no way this shouldn't shouldn't be allowed for anyone to see this in 2021. It's not a 21st century film at all.
2: It's It's like a historical arsenal. Let's watch Pinocchio. But But do you think, Andy, that back in those days, like this was made in the 30s, right? This was made before even the Second World War had kicked off, although Hitler was operational in Germany. (laughs) Well, it's fascinating, isn't it? When you see any film or TV show that's set pre-war, it sometimes, Mm. does it freak you out? Because you think, fuck, this does seem quite old-fashioned, but at the same time, the people sitting watching this and fucking clapping along and feeling the same emotions as I did unbeknownst to them in a couple of years they'd be out fucking fighting a war yeah and there'd be bombs going off on their house and shit like mm. that it's just weird isn't it anyway you never know do you the i think that in olden times andy mm. being a kid was pretty dangerous yeah and it wouldn't have seemed as extreme then because i do think that in the olden days and I'm not saying like hundreds of years ago, I'm saying just like in the 1930s even, or even when our parents were younger, I think being a kid was much more dangerous than it is now.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're out on the street
2: loads, parents weren't around much, and if you think about all the things that we know now about predators, right, Mm -hmm. back then it just wasn't, no one paid fucking any attention. Shit just went down.
1: Kids were second-class citizens, you know, just pulled out whatever was chucked
2: your way and here's another thing anyone was allowed to hit a kid yeah. I'm going to follow this up with my dad but I'm pretty sure he's told me but I'm going to ask him right mm. um, I think that they I think that I think that if you were naughty right even if you were just being naughty in the street or just a bit annoying another adult was within their rights to come and give you a clump round the ear I and your dad so. would just be like, and you wouldn't go and go oh my god can you imagine now oh, my God, someone struck me. Oh! Right. you, it, Fucking all hell would break loose, wouldn't it, if someone hit your kid?
1: I mean, a cop definitely would.
2: I think it'd be like, oh, what's the matter with you? What well, you got that big black eye for? Oh, I was mucking around in the street and the bloke who runs the fucking fruit and vegetable came and just fucking gave me a clumping. Yeah. And your dad would go, well, you must have it, I'll it. give you a clumping yeah. too. Don't be going out there acting the cunt.
1: If he's give you a clump, and you obviously deserved it, so here's another one. Bang. Here's
2: another one for good measure. Bang, clump. Uh, but, you I mean, know, yeah, wasn't like that when harder. I was a kid.
1: As an aside, we now live in a world where, as I've just discovered, I can order the DVD box set of the complete series of Top Cat for ten mm. ninety nine, and it can be in my house before 10 pm tonight.
2: Fucking hell. So before 10 pm, <sighs> you'll be sat there, probably with be. a snack and a drink just balls deep in Topcat
1: I could be I could be but uh, you know it's Amazon and it's bad to to use Amazon isn't it apparently so don't
2: know also Amazon really have let me down a lot with their kind of same day delivery or you know you, you pay for Prime and you go oh I'll get that cause it'll come tomorrow sometimes you wait two days and then what's your right what, what's your right to compensation you go through some tedious Nothing. drawn out process on their website no. where you sort of try to prove that it came a day late and they go well what do you want from us then a voucher for five quid you can
1: is that what they do I'd tell that
2: I don't fucking know
1: spend it on more shit I'll not watch um, so anyway so it's really scary him yeah. she
2: releases him because he hasn't Listen, and what I was going to say was, this film has so much depth and complexities to it, it might have been frustrating for the people behind it that all everyone came ab- away from the film talking about was the bit with his nose growing. <laughs> Long it's in that yeah. film. Yeah. It's in that film about the kid. Yeah, when he lies, his fucking nose gets longer. And the directors in the Brilliant. audience hearing this conversation going, oh my God, these Philistines. This film <laughs> is about childhood and trauma and truth, the human condition. <laughs> right, and yet these imbeciles in the audience think it's only about his protruding nose. I wish I'd <laughs> never left that bit in the film. I knew I should have edited it out. Oh, It'd fucking like, great. Pro- What's it about? Good question. Well, it's about this kid. He's got a nose that grows when he tells fibs. That's it. Yeah.
1: Probably John Sullivan will have been the same on his deathbed thinking about Only Fills and Horses. I tried to create a a family living in deprivation in South London. (laughs) All they remember is him falling through the bar that
2: time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's all anyone remembers. I often think it's all the country has got. It's the only thing in these divided times post-Brexit and the culture wars and disgusting social media, you know, Mm. dialogues and, and all the rest of it. I think the only fucking remaining thing that gives us any semblance of unity in this country Mm -hmm. is the shared pleasure of watching Del Boy fall through the bar. bar. And I'll tell you, Andy, I'm getting less pleasure. I know this is an awful sacrilegious thing to say, (laughs) and if the Queen hears about it, she could have me in the fucking tower for this, right? (laughs) Obviously, I still love Del Boy falling through the bar. I'm not a monster, right? Mm. I'm not a pervert. Obviously, it's still hilarious, but, you know, we're getting to the time of year now where I feel that at Christmas, it'll be shown a lot more it will because
1: be, yeah, it's a moments. special
2: time of year yeah. and, you know, it's a time for us all to come together. So they'll show Double Fall and do the bar. And sometimes I just think, I still love it, but do I love it as much as I did the first time? Is it, is it over time becoming less funny? I'm just putting that out there, it's a question. Before the haters start hating on me and before the death threats come, I'm just saying, is it getting less funny?
1: Jalapeño.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. Jalapeno.
1: No, I think you're just becoming more jaded. You've just seen it too many times. That's probably what it is. It's like me listen, listening to Step On by the Happy Mondays. I don't need to hear it anymore. I've heard mm. it too many times now. Also yeah. loaded by Primal Scream. That's that's <sighs> fine. It doesn't detract from the songs at all of, of what they were at the time.
2: But Mate, maybe, maybe, right, Sam, well, maybe... While we're talking about it, Primal Scream, to my mind, are, are a heavily overrated band oh by people of our yeah. generation. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's so like, oh, uh, the, the, the scream, uh but, you know, they're basically a poor they were they were for many years a struggling, sort of poor like Rolling Stones rip off band. I like mean, the were, Black they, Crows or something like that.
1: They were only that for like one album. The one before that, the album that they did before that was like a kind of indie fear sort of.
2: Yeah, horrible. and they've been around for oh, years oh, and years I, and years I, and they were, they were getting nowhere. And basically <clears throat> Someone just remixed their album. I don't even think they had much yeah. of a role in it, right? And then they had a big hit, and everyone was like, oh, it's great. But even that, I mean, Loaded, at the time, felt like a good track, but only because it was like an indie band were doing house music, but house mm-hmm. music already existed. Do you yeah, know what I mean? You
1: already had house music,
2: yeah. Indie, it was an indie band just introducing that to people who hadn't previously mm. engaged with it. So... I'm I went not... back
1: and listened to Screaming Delica again recently. It's a very poor album. Yeah, very poor I agree. album. I agree. Bobby Gillespie's autobiography's just come out. That'll be good for a dive. Because yeah, I, I bet it's he's in, really in nowhere self-regarding and full of himself or anything like that.
2: Well, yeah, he was. Really, he had, he, was, he was on the old heroine for many years. Uh, I think you know, which is just part of the whole stick in it.
1: And I think he also, he bought a house near a pub in London and then complained because it was open till midnight and he tried to get it shut down. That's not very rock and roll, is it?
2: Well, what about Brian Adams? He, 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 had he, a, he bought the pub, didn't he? He bought it and shut it down. <laughs> shut it down, yeah. <laughs> but if you're that, it was in Chelsea, but I mean, there's loads of nice houses in Chelsea that aren't next to pubs.
1: Yeah, I've got no fucking sympathy to anybody that buys a house near something that's going to be lively. And then they go, oh, well... What's this? It's a bit
2: lively, isn't it? You fucking due diligence, you pricks. Yeah. yeah, if you don't like noise. Some people don't mind noise. Some people are very noise sensitive. I know someone who is obsessive, neurotic about noise, but they willingly live in a flat that overlooks a fucking nightclub. And they're constantly what? on at the managers of the nightclub. And they tell me about it. And I'm a bit like, well, my sympathies are almost more with the nightclub owners because you're constantly going to the council, the old bill... All these different people, but you know, you live overlooking a nightclub. This is their business. Their Did business they is loud music.
1: Club? Did they open the nightclub after they moved in? No, the nightclub was always so, no. there.
2: Plus, they could. Move, if, it, if it's like, if it's a bit of a problem, well, I'll see if you can fix it. But if it's like my main thing in life that I like more than anything, above all else, is silence and peace, right? Which is what this person's like. It's like, well, maybe you should think about moving.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, let's try and get back on track with um, this, this film. So Honest John's in the pub with Gideon uh, celebrating uh, selling Pinocchio and then the horrible, horrible coachman who is looking for stupid little boys to take to Pleasure Island. I mean, this this fella actually He's looks like a child sex trafficker. He is
2: This is the, the point
1: where I start to think this is all going to be Jeffrey Epstein. And yeah, did, did Jeffrey Epstein really use is. this film as his blueprint almost yeah. for what he did because he had an island, didn't he
2: the coachman Ugh. the coachman oh, is easily God. the scariest person in this whole film and that's saying something because everyone in this film is pretty scary even fucking Geppetto yeah
1: he reminds me a bit of Cyril Smith who was that MP who later turned out to have been a massive paedophile massive
2: fat nonce yeah Yeah. Um, he reminds me of a guy <clears throat> who I used to work with actually I mean he's alarmingly like a radio producer I know but not in character <laughs> by the way. Uh that right. producer's actually nice, but physically he looks exactly like him, yeah.
1: Oh so um the coachman wants stupid little boys and he says he just says none of the boys come back as boys with a demonic face and grin. I mean what?
2: Honest uh, John Honest, honest <clears throat> John does not give a fuck, does no,
1: he? No. No. He's like, Well, fair enough. There's money to be made <laughs>
2: He's not really listening. I'll
1: pretend I didn't hear that.
2: (laughs) He's just like, yeah. Right, so these boys, do they have to be stupid? He's got a a bad British accent, hasn't he, the coachman? I want stupid little boys. Really creepy.
1: So uh, Honest John does a deal to sell Pinotio. Um, Honest John then catches up with him and... He says that Pinocchio's not looking very well, so he diagnoses him with an allergy or something, doesn't he? And oh, gives him a prescription the, yeah, of a he, ticket to Yeah, he's he's a
2: doctor. And yeah. what I like about this bit is, as he's trying to convince idiotic Pinocchio that he's, like, very ill, too ill to go to school, he's coming out of all this fucking bullshit, isn't he, and making up Lombo sort Jumbo. of names of illnesses. Um, yeah. And while he's doing it, he tells Gideon to take notes. And did you notice Gideon as he was taking notes for Honest no. John? Well, he's just fucking so imbecilic, Gideon, this little fucking cat. <laughs> he gets a notebook out and he puts on some sort of one of those lamps you wear on your head when you're pretending to be an old-time doctor.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you know what
2: I mean? Yeah. And he just starts fucking scribbling nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> like complete fucking gibberish Scribble, on this Scribble. pad. Yeah. But with a massive big smile on his face and his tongue hung it, hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. He's sort of think, what a fucking double act these two are. It's unbelievable.
1: <clears throat> so, yeah, he but he convinces
2: remember... Pinocchio, doesn't he, straight away. I mean, Pinocchio's yeah. had... It. You would have thought Pinocchio would have learnt his lesson. He's just nah. undergone a fucking kidnap. Also, Learned I would think Geppetto would have learnt his lesson and stopped allowing Pinocchio to go to school on his own. Do you know
1: what I mean? Yeah. I, well, I mean, day one, wasn't it? I don't know why Pinocchio's so keen to get back to Geppetto and tell him about what he's the show and all of that, because Geppetto's only been his dad for a day. There's no real bond there. Yeah. Stromboli could might as well just be his new dad, but anyway, he's, he's well, finished Stromboli Honest John could be his now. dad. All Honest of them have
2: John had as much interaction in, yeah. as
1: Geppetto. Honest John Key's presenting with these fantastic opportunities, and Pleasure Island is the next one. Um, So they go off <clears throat> towards the. Um, this ship that will take them to Pleasure Island. And this is where Pinocchio makes a new friend, Lampwick, who is oh the boy who can spit through the gap in his front teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Just, that's We've all met
2: this boy. What's he called, Lampworth?
1: Lampwick? Lampwick. Yeah.
2: Lampwick. We have all met a boy like Lampwick. This bit <clears> reminds <throat> me of... I mean, uh, long-time listeners will remember my stories about Camp Beaumont in the 80s. Yeah right not my gay butler but in fact a summer camp that I attended and when and when I see this bit when they go off to Pleasure Island and this fucking kid Mm. um It reminds me that that would happen. Like You'd go and you'd have to get on a coach that would meet you somewhere in London and take you out to wherever Camp Beaumont was, right? Somewhere in the home counties. And when you got on the coach, there'd be a load of other kids from other schools you hadn't met before. And there'd always Mm. be a kid like this. Johnny fucking big bollocks, full of fucking shit, a little bit overly aggressive, very (laughs) over-familiar, and just a cunt, basically. And it's uh, just fucking <clears throat> perfect. This character—he's a—he's a raging fucking cunt, isn't he?
1: And there's a lot in common with him. And Honest John—he's like an Honest John in the making, isn't
2: he? Yeah, yeah, totally. He's kind of yeah. like
1: prototype Honest John. But to be fair, they get the Pleasure Island. and It looks great. It's got—it's got what seems to be a fighting tent. You can go in and have a fight inside this tent. It's got tobacco raw, which there's a. Um, it says, come on in and smoke your heads off.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So for kids back then, that might have been a good thing. Go in and smoke your heads off. Cigars are plenty. And there's a model home as well. That you can go in and just smash it up. Mm. So it's just naughtiness everywhere on Pleasure Island. Um,
2: yeah, it's like, come and be fucking naughty, which would be appealing to lots of Boys, wouldn't it, of that age, yeah, totally. They're allowed to drink and they're allowed to yeah. smash anything up they want.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Um, but then, uh, yeah, he's pl- he's playing pool with Lampwick, and Lampwick gets him uh, gets Pinocchio to have a big drag on his cigar, and he does, and he he just inhales half of the cigar in one go because it just all turns to ash as he is inhaling it. Uh, that's a great bit and then Pinocchio turns red and then green and um, meanwhile Jiminy Cricket has appeared still trying to get Pinocchio on the path of righteousness
2: and and again just being useless just an an annoyance in a top hat on the sidelines and
1: he just gets sent packing yet again Um, but then it turns out this is this is maybe the most horrific bit it turns out that the boys are being transformed into donkeys for reasons that aren't explained. I don't know how this happens. Maybe there's something in the cigars and the drink. But all the boys on Pleasure Island are being transformed into donkeys and they're then going to be sold on to, I don't know, places where places that need donkeys, I guess.
2: Um well, There's a big market for donkeys back in them days. <clears throat> because they're, they're pulling donkey indes- things around it for it big it business, a, it a don- weren't they?
1: donkey based society really wasn't it I
2: yeah. guess <clears throat> the donkey economy they call it the donkey age in history books
1: it says on on wikipedia that the boys are sold to slave, la- slave labour in salt mines and circuses they're the two main <laughs> outlets for donkeys back in whenever this was um, <clears throat> and Pinocchio sees Lampwick turned into a donkey and I think Pinocchio thinks perhaps he's hallucinating because he's, he's off his nut on cigars but uh, he's turned into a donkey. Ears, tail. Then there's hooves. Um, it starts talking like a donkey. Pinocchio then starts to grow ears and a tail as well. <laughs> it, it's fucking horrific.
2: Um, he's like, "What the fuck's going on here?" They must have suspected there was a catch to this old Pleasure Island business, though. But they wouldn't have suspected this was the catch.
1: You wouldn't, though, would you? Would you at that age? And especially if you were a wooden boy. No, you, see, yeah, you don't have Pleasure that Island. cynicism.
2: You don't have that cynicism. If you someone says, it's, if it's, someone basically would yeah. be the equivalent of someone coming to us and going, do you want to go to Chessington World of Adventures, for example? <clears> yeah. Um, and, and it's free. And by the way, when you're there, if you want to try smoking cigars, that's no problem. That's, and also while the you're there, smash things up. You wouldn't go, oh, well, what do you want? You're not going to turn yeah. me into a fucking mule or something, are you? You just go, yeah, no, brilliant. No.
1: Well, exactly, and and that's 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 one of the scariest underlying messages, isn't it? That when you're a kid, you can easily get caught up in stuff that that is terrible, and because it's a grown-up telling you it, you'll go along with it.
2: Mm. And it's but then where's the line? You like you want to prepare your kids to not trust everyone blindly, but you don't want to scare them about the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and that's the as a parent, that's the sort of balance you want them to be optimistic and happy and. I mean I always say to my kids most, most people are nice. Most people are yeah. nice. Most people are kind. Which <clears> I actually believe to be true. I'm not sure um, that's
1: true to be honest.
2: <laughs> well, what I mean is most people aren't fucking kidnappers or nonsense. No, most
1: people aren't evil, but it doesn't mean that they're all good either.
2: Yeah, but what I do I kind of prefer the idea of them being sort of posit- having a positive view of the world, but at the same time not being naive. I think really, as a parent, the best you can do is just sit them down at an early age and make them watch Pinocchio a couple of times. Go, <laughs> What's that? I'm going out. I'll be at the bookies till about three-ish. Watch this as many times as you can. Yeah. When I come back, yeah. I'll ask you questions. <laughs> so, Teach you a thing or two <clears> about the world.
1: So then the escape from the island uh, and head back to uh, back home again. Jiminy and Pinocchio will leave it there um, and then we've got some mad stuff with a fucking wheel coming up in the what I imagine will be the final instalment of the Pinocchio Odyssey but who knows
2: <laughs> um, thanks for listening and goodbye goodbye everyone